Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Fearless Questions, where we follow our questions to freedom. I am your host, Jeff Blackburn, and welcome back. It's uh, a new week, and um, today I just had some things on my mind I wanted to share with some folks. Um, And I'm going to entitle today's talk, Men with Friends, Sort of, or Not. (laughs) <laughs> and I hope that becomes clear in a minute. But um, yeah, today's talk is uh, is really just something I wanted to share. There's, it might be meaningful for for anyone who has, um, for any man I think that uh, you know has moved into maybe some middle stages of life. Um, but I know that it, it seems to happen earlier and earlier with people where there is this thing going on in our society where increasingly men are feeling isolated uh, from other people, um, especially in this area of friends. It's not that there's no connection with the world, but on this deeper level, this just sort of isolation that has been has been increasing um, all around us. You know, uh, this topic sort of, it's been brewing in the back of my mind, um, but then over the last few weeks, a few things have come up. Um, uh, most recently, um, this past few days, in the Boston Globe, I came across an article um, by Billy Baker, and it was entitled, The Biggest Threat Facing Middle-Aged Men Isn't Smoking or Obesity, It's Loneliness. And at first, when you read that, you think, well, that can't be true. But but as I began to think about my own journey and about a lot of the other people in my life um, that I've known that I do know and that I've heard of, you know, at first you, you react to that statement of this idea that it's a risk, a health risk to middle-aged men everywhere. And, uh, you sort of recoil from that because the implication is, wait, what do you mean? Uh, I don't have friends. Of course I have friends. And, and we, you know, we react to that and we say, sure, I have friends, but there is this idea that, um, that Baker talked about that it's sort of a, sort of an accident of proximity that uh, he, he described where, you know, maybe you run into the same folks at the gym or you run into the same folks at the water cooler or at the, uh, you know, the corner when you're, you're working on your home or at the kids' basketball game. And so there is this connection with other people, but it's this, like I said, it sort of comes off as an accident of proximity, which I think is a, a really helpful uh, phrase. Um, you know, my own journey just uh, last week, I received a text message from a friend uh, that we haven't talked in a while, and he he actually had listened to the podcast, and he just sent me a message saying, hey, you know, I um, was listening to this particular episode, really enjoyed it, and would love to, I think he had listened to the Brian Zahn episode, and Brian had been talking about his journey on the um, the Camino, the way, and my friend was just saying, hey, you know, it makes me want to go take a walk across you know, France and Spain. And I'm just thinking, yeah. And then what did I do in my response? Well, the reality is, is that I didn't respond. How terrible is that? Um, I finally responded um, earlier today. Just say, hey, sorry, but I do this all the time. Um, And research actually will say that uh, guys, for whatever reason, um, are not great on phone conversations, on, on reconnecting on the phone. Um, for whatever reason, um, at least, and I'm speaking in broad generalities here, so, you know, there's always exceptions to this, but for many women, they could reconnect on the phone with someone on another part of the country and, 
talk for a couple hours and it'd be great. And for a lot of guys, uh, about five minutes in, it's sort of a, Hey, uh, so I guess I'll talk to you later. <laughs> and, um, in fact, um, uh, Baker in his article actually, uh, referenced some other interesting, uh, research data that said, if you look at pictures over time, a lot of women, when they're talking, um, when they're conversating with each other actually do so in pictures uh, face to face and then more often than not with guys they saw guys standing side by side looking out at the world together Um, and so there is this sort of um, tendency it seems for guys to want to take part in activity together rather than just uh, communicate and it seems to be an important an important part of that journey Um, now you can dial up your local sociologist um, for all the reasons why that may or may or may not always be the case, but we're like I said, we're going to speak in some generalities on that uh, today. Um, so that's been my experience, and one of the other experiences that I've had that I that sort of brought this to bear for me was, you know, this guy was kind of talking about. Um, it's actually the Surgeon General of the United States is the one making this claim that 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 is actually the biggest risk facing um, men today in America. Um, there's, it's got, it's linked to an increase in cardiovascular disease, stroke, the progression of Alzheimer's. Um, one study found that it can be as much of a long-term risk factor as smoking. Um, so, you know, it's just all over this. And, and there's a lot of good reasons for, for a ton of guys out there. Um, and I know there's a lot of different life situations you find yourself in, but for so many guys, uh, when they get married, let's say, um, and they begin to have kids, uh, life just gets busy, right? Um, you get up early, you go to work. Um, by the time you get home, there's so many things to do with the kids, and you're trying to juggle all kinds of responsibilities. And the reality is, for the for most people, um, the person we want to confide in is our is our partner, is our spouse. Um, which is a really healthy thing, by the way. Um, and then you have and you have all this other uh, stuff you want to do with your kids. A lot of times during the week, it's hard to find the time to do it. Then you end up spending the weekend at kids' activities. Um, maybe for some people, they might attend a church service or some other sort of family activity. And while they really want to stay connected with friends, um, it just doesn't seem to happen. So... And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's no, there's no, um, there's nothing ill-intended about it or or anything of that. It just sort of uh, friendships just sort of seem to be the one thing that has to give for guys. Um, you know, if the choice is between their their spouse or their kids or their job, or or hanging out with a friend, um, the friends just tend to lose out each time. And and understandably, the other things are all all very important. And yet. And yet, our uh, our health seems to depend on it, uh, on us having healthy friendships with other men in our lives. And so, uh, so what do we do with that? Right, that's sort of the question today. Um, you know, recently, uh, I guess it's been a month or two now, maybe a month ago, I I shared the story of uh, Sean Joyner, um, and Sean was the ex marine that was on the uh, reality TV show The Wheel on the Discovery Channel, and kind of one of those survival shows and and Sean had been you know he had been trained in enemy combat and military exercises and doing battle and you know he was a part of the official guard for the president at one point and did tours of duty in Iraq and um 
But when he got on this this uh, reality TV show, he said that was the worst thing ever, that the isolation of being alone, um, he said every day felt like five days. He said your entire concept of time changes um, and that he was surprised at how emotionally broken um, he became as the days stretched on and his senses of um, his sense of isolation grew. And I, I just saw that and I thought about the friends in my own life that I've, you know, our connection has slipped. Um, someone says, who are your friends? And you start to list their names and you, and you think, wait a second, what was the last time I actually talked to that person? And you think, well, I mean, I sort of keep up on social media. I have an idea of what they're up to because I saw it on Instagram or Facebook and or Twitter. And But then you think, when did we actually talk last? And maybe this year, maybe it's been two years. Maybe we connected at that one event two and a half, three years ago. And it just really gives you pause to think, whoa, um, I wonder if I've sort of been lying to myself about how how close of friendships I'm actually maintaining in my life. Now, some of you listening might think, Jeff, this is um, this sounds sad. You sound like you don't have very many friends. And I would just say, I think that's true. Um, and if it's not you, then I'm really happy for you. I'm, I'm happy that you're con- finding connection with guys and, and you feel like you've got um, sort of men joining you along in the journey. Um, but yeah, I would not say that that's been my experience. My experience has been much more, um, kind of hit and miss. Um, when I'm in different seasons, there've been different, different guys that have come alongside and we've enjoyed that section of the journey together, that experience that, um, you know, maybe it was a first, sometimes it's been a scholastic experience for me where, you know, really, whether it be graduate school or, or something or where you're really intensely involved in something together, there's a lot of sharing of life or maybe if there's a you know a sports team you've been a part of or a, even if it's a you know even beyond school like if it's a men's league or a golf league or some some sort of something that you're a part of that you share time with other other guys you might think you know we stayed connected but then as soon as that activity uh stopped it feels like the relationship began to sort of fade away um, there just was not this common common thing holding you together. And it just leaves us wondering, you know, what do we do with that? Um, if a Marine who's got all this, you know, this tough guy training says, you know, the worst thing that I've experienced in my life is isolation. And we see statistically that more and more people are experiencing isolation and feeling isolated, even with all the noise going on, the, all the conversation, all the social media all around us, people are feeling alone. Um, just so you know, for me, um, I was, I'd sent somebody a message recently that had lost a loved one. And, um, I don't think that they, uh, were needing to hear from me. They have probably have other friends that, um, they're much closer to. And, but I just felt like I wanted to say, you know, say something about the loss of their loved one who, who I knew as well. And, um, you know, I was just sad about, and I wanted to, wanted to tell them and it felt, sort of awkward even reaching out because I thought, you know, they really want to hear from me. And But in writing that person, I actually told them, you know, um, I know a lot of people in this world. And I do. I know a lot of people. But when things get hard, I realize is that, that the list of people in your phone book and your contact list that you feel comfortable uh, giving a call to or texting 
when stuff is really hitting the fan, you know, or when you have some really tough circumstances in your life, like who are the people that you actually feel safe reaching out to? And it's in those moments that I feel like, wow, that list shrinks up so quickly. Um, and it's not that all those other folks are not great people. They are. It just, there just isn't that, um, whether we trust or, or something that, that is just not there. You just don't have that comfort level um, to reach out. I know that uh, I, I want to share a few examples just to maybe share um, in my journey what that uh, loneliness sometimes feels like. Um, you know, it's been a number of years ago now, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years ago, ten years ago, but um, I, I don't remember the exact date, but I'd been going through a really tough time in my life. I mean, I, I was at a, I was on the upswing of a really dark moment, um, and I'd done some healing, and um, and I got together with this group, a very small group of men that I'd been in a in a program with, and this was a this was a Christian program where the guys involved there was probably maybe just maybe five or six other guys, um, all grown men with families. Um, you know, kids at different ages and such, but but all grown men. And there was this sense that we were getting together uh, to be a band of brothers, you know, to come alongside each other and encourage each other and be there to support each other and, and things like that. And so I, uh, I decided, you know what, they were saying, hey, let's kind of be open, which that's kind of how guy groups tend to start. It's like, who's going to be really honest and tell everybody they have problems? And I thought, well, you know what? I'll give it a go. And so I shared, uh, you know, some of the, the harder things that I've walked through in my life. And as I was sharing that, these guys are just staring back at me um, with blank stares, not saying anything. And I'm getting really uncomfortable. I'm thinking, you know, aren't they going to say something? Like, hey, I'm being really vulnerable here. Um, I'm being open. I'm taking a chance here and trying to say, hey, this is what I've been through. This is what's on my heart. This is what it was like. This is this is how sad I was about it. This is, etc. And, uh, and there's nothing. And so I'm done talking and I just say, so do you guys have any questions? Because no one's saying anything. And this one guy just is the only one who decides to say something, um, really kindly says, why didn't you say something to us? Um, referencing just a hard period of my life I'd been going through. And, uh, it was a really easy answer for me. It was just, I just told him, well, I, I didn't trust you guys. And they had no response. <laughs> it's still sort of sad as I look back. They said nothing to that. I don't know if that meant that they understood that to be true. Um, but I just thought, man, what a sad thing that um, it was true. I didn't trust them. Um, I, they had never given me any reason to trust them. Um, they had never really been real in any kind of you know, depth with me that I would have trusted them. And so I did try and take the first step and, and it didn't really go anywhere. Um, I've never heard from, from any of those guys again. Um, there was, you know, a little social, um, media interaction for a bit and just have never heard another word. Um, never an acknowledgement of, of that time or anything. And so for a lot of guys out there, that's been their experience. Maybe they were at a church group or a small group, uh, um, you know, they got put in a, maybe a men's retreat of some sort and they took a chance and, um, were open about things they'd gone through in their life. And, uh, 
everybody said, hey, thanks for sharing. And then it just got like pushed aside. And I think that as guys, sometimes we think, well, that didn't work. And so we're not going to do that again. Um, and so we start to build up this sort of, um, I don't know if it's a wall, but it's sort of a, you know, this is not a helpful way of, of being is to, cause sharing our hearts doesn't seem to be helpful. Um, now certainly there's sometimes, you know, guys are smart enough to listen and realize, um, it's important to be open with your spouse, your partner. Um, cause be, when you're not, um, that's going to be a really unhealthy situation. Um, it's going to be impossible to, to be connected in a deep way with your, with your spouse, if you're not um, sharing your heart and what's going on, but we can get away with it when it comes to friendships. Um, I assume that's true on some level with women too, but I'm just speaking really from a, from a man's heart today. Um, and I, and let me just share a couple other things. Uh, you know, this, just so you know how ridiculous it can get. Um, and like I said, I've, I genuinely know a lot of people and I have a lot of people I love being with, but when it comes to having friends, I just don't think I have many, which is suppose while I talk into a microphone, but, uh, you know, um, it's only been a couple of years ago that, um, that I came home and I said, Jody, uh, I signed up for something today. And she said, what'd you sign up for? I was like, well, I was picking up some books at the library and I, um, I've been thinking, you know, I haven't really been connected with many people around here where we live. And I thought, you know, I need to, I need to get connected with people. I'm kind of feel myself falling into the suburban thing where you, you come home and you shut the garage door and you never see people and you don't talk to people. And I thought I got to reach out. So when I was leaving the library, there was a little sign that said uh, book club. And, uh, and so Jody, I signed up for a book club with these folks from the library and she sort of looked at me and then sort of laughed at me and, and, uh, and she said, really? And I said, yeah, she said, who's in it? And I was like, I don't know. Well, it turns out it was me and about eight to nine um, uh, women that were, you know, a bit a bit older than me, a bit, and sometimes a lot, and sometimes not, but there was a lot more, uh, <laughs> was, I think there was two other guys that were there that, you know, I did not feel at home at all, and, and Jody, you know, she gave me, uh, I think she laughed at me pretty hard. I went out to dinner with these folks, and we talked about, I think we read, um, uh, what was it, uh, Golden State by Michelle R- Richmond um, was a, was one of the newer books at that time or, or within the last year or two. And, you know, I was just so desperate to try and, like, get connected with people that I was, like, going to book clubs from the local library. And um, and I didn't keep going, but I did think about going back because I was just like, I gotta find something where this works. Um, now there's some people out there like, see Jeff, we we've been trying to tell you that small groups at church are the answer. And let me just say to that that sometimes that's true. I think that that can be true. Um, you know, there can be friendships and things that that develop there that um, are good. But I also say that sometimes those when you see those type of small groups that uh, come out of church, um, a lot of times there's an agenda at the small group. You know, there's a, a Bible study going on or some book study going on, and and everybody sort of feels um, like you can share a little bit of life, but really we, we need to get back to the task at hand and, and do our study together. And so especially when you consider the what we've already said, that guys tend to block those places off. You know, we tend to share the the facts and the prayer requests with folks, but there really is not time or space to share the, 
the doubts and the and the hurts in our hearts going on. So that's a that's a real issue as well. Um, you know what? And just to keep the litany going, you know, you think about these. <laughs> you're like Jeff. This is really strange. Well, it, it is strange, but um, let me tell you one more thing that happened just a few weeks ago is. I was dropping my my youngest son off at a at a friend picking him up at a friend's house he'd been hanging out with um for a while and um they don't live far away and as I'm picking him up he's getting in the car and his friend's dad starts to come out of the garage just as I'm starting to back up the driveway and on on normal times I probably would have stopped and like rolled down my window said hey how you doing but for whatever reason that day I just sort of avoided the conversation. I kind of avoided eye contact, backed out, and got home. And we're driving home, um, which is not too far away. And my my son says, um, he says, hey, Dad, um, you know, uh, would you say that uh, these folks, this family he was just visiting with, would you say they're family friends? And I say, uh, yeah, I, I guess I would. You know, I'm thinking we know them. Uh, we've been out once. Uh, we talk all the time at games and things like that, but I don't know that I'm not really sure what friendship is. To tell you the truth, sometimes I mean I don't. Do I feel safe opening up? I don't know that I do. But he says, "Would you consider these folks uh, family friends?" And I say, uh, "Yeah, I, I guess I would." And he says, "Well, that's good because if the zombie cop apocalypse happens, we're gonna need allies, and you're a little short in that department." <laughs> First of all, I'm thinking, "What have you been watching?" Uh, and then secondly, I just thought, ouch, here it is. My kid is saying, hey, dad, do you have friends? And I just thought, ooh, that did not feel good. And it wasn't so much that I was concerned about him thinking I had friends or not have friends. Um, that's just more of the, hey, you know, I'm the kid sitting alone at the the lunchroom table kind of feeling, which is, you know, I can get over that. But it just gave me some pause um, and especially... Like I said, when just recently I see this article come out talking about the real um, risk of guys operating in a lonely place. And I thought, you know what? This isn't good. Um, This is not the way this is not the way it was meant to be, Um, because I know even going back to my days working in a working in a institutional church, you know, um, it takes an incredible amount of intentionality to. for men to make things happen, like to do things together. Um, and every time guys do it, um, most of the time at least, I think it puts them at risk. It, it feels risky for guys to say, hey, I'd love to get together and hang out and, you know, just connect. Um, you know, and for some guys, it's like, hey, we can go see the game and that's fine. But whenever you try to get real, uh, it makes them uncomfortable. And so anytime a guy reaches out and says, I'd love to I'd love to connect. I'd just love to do life together. Something, some way intentional. They put themselves at risk of feeling, um, you know, sort of goes against the traditional, um, hey, guy, be tough, you know, never let them see you uh, be weak and never let them see you hurt, you know. You got to stay tough and stay strong. And, and this isn't about guys getting together and, you know, I'm not talking about guys getting together and just saying, oh, I'm so you know, broken and this and that. Um, There may be times like that, but I'm just saying where guys are together, enjoying each other's company, but there is this openness where they can share whatever is or is not on their, on their heart at the time. Um, I know a number of 
a couple, well, two, three years back, I, I read a book by uh, Ryan Pemberton, and he had this quote in there that just really stuck with me, and it was, when the whole world is making small talk, an honest conversation with a real human being can make you feel like a person again. And um, I guess that's really the message that I wanted to share today, is that I think that there's guys out there that that feel lonely and even though they know they're doing good things they're doing they're doing their job well they're loving their family the best they know how um, at the end of the day there is maybe not every day but once a week or every other week and sometimes when it gets worse you start noticing it more often during the week that you feel isolated and you feel like you're not known by by other men um, and while you might be connected well with your spouse, which is great, there is this thing inside of men that wants to be known and connected with other men. And, you know, and it's one thing, you know, I didn't, um, I had mentioned earlier that I did not respond to my friend's text message. And, and I'm terrible about that sometimes because I want to, I want to say something meaningful. And I think, well, I'm going to give myself a few minutes and figure out a good thing to say. And then I put it off a day and then I put it off three days and a week. And, um, it'd be easy for my wife to just say, Jody, just say, hey, Jeff, why don't you just go out with this guy? Or why don't you just call him? Or why don't you just do this? And I think, okay, yeah, great. But wait, what am I going to say? What am I going to do with him? And I start, all of a sudden, it's like I'm five years old asking asking mom how I'm supposed to do something. Um, and it's just a really weird thing that happens. And um, and so anyway, to those guys out there um that have experienced that are experiencing loneliness or um don't feel connected and really don't know what to do about it you know you've been to a small group at church you've you've kind of like we talked earlier about you've got that um accidental proximity um to people which is fine you like your coworkers but there's no there's not the intentionality or the depth that you're looking for um i just say that you know this author had um you know, Billy had a, a nice suggestion where he just said they just, he had heard this guy just say, we're going to do one day a week, we just get together. And we just, um, we find other guys that we say, we're going to get together once a week and no agenda. We're just going to do stuff together. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, it could be going to see a movie. It could be going to dinner. It could have been, it could be anything. But there's just this intentionality of whenever possible, setting aside this time once a week to go do that. And, um, and it can have a powerful effect. Um, now the reason I think that I wanted to share this kind of in a podcast format is that if these guys out there, anything like me, who takes the first step, who says, Hey, yo, you want to hang out? You want to connect doing this or that? Like I said, it can be a really, no one knows when to do it, how to do it. We're all busy, et cetera. Um, and so I just wanted to be the first, I mean, at least that you're hearing today. Um, I just wanted to tell you to kind of like let you know. For many of you, like you said, you might think, Jeff, I feel sad for you because <laughs> I didn't realize you didn't have more friends. And I do know plenty of people, so don't feel bad for me. This isn't a... This isn't a like, woe is me thing. This is just me saying there's people out there, um, and I'm one of them, that wishes I had better relationships with, with other guys. And um, and what I'm saying is if you're out there, you're not alone. That um, 
you're not the only guy that thinks they're doing everything the best they can and that you still feel um, like you miss friendship with other men, that you you miss the days where you were able to um, be working alongside of of guys that you knew had um, hearts that were aligned with yours or men that you felt challenged by or encouraged by or felt um, more honored by. Um, you know, one of the most powerful things in my journey has been uh, you know, they, these things come in moments where there was a a man during um, kind of a time with me when I was still really struggling with what God thought about me. Um, he would just come up and he would give me a hug and just say, God loves me. God loves you talking to me. And I always remember, why is this guy hugging me? It just really threw me off because I was not accustomed to being hugged by a guy. But there was just this really empowering thing that happened for me when this other kind of manly dude um, that had spent most of his life um, in contracting and uh, things that people usually associate with with uh, tough guyness, manliness, uh, did not think it unmanly to to give me hugs and to say I love you. And um, and so men, I don't know. There's something like I said. Uh, you can talk to your sociologist or psychologist about the dynamics of why this happens that way. Um, but all I know is, is it has been that way for me and many others that I know. So. Uh, like I said, the reason I'm doing this, I want to say m- me too. Um, and I want to say I would love to, if you are listening there, you're a guy or you are you know another guy that you can see it, that they're not connected with other men, um, tell them to give me a call. Tell them to give me a, shoot me an email or a message and we'll set up a phone call and we'll, we'll chat. We'll just, we'll just start getting connected, see what's going on in your life and we'll be intentional about this and you know, sometimes we have to set up an appointment to, to make a phone call, and that's okay. Um, it feels a little sanitary at first, uh, you know, scheduling phone calls to try and connect, but it, it's still worth it. Um, and at least here with Fierce Questions, I know I'm going to be starting to try and create additional space for men to connect um, because there's just too many guys uh, out there that um, that are hurting, um, whose health is suffering, whose whose well-being is is hurting and it and the people that they live with and around are are missing out. Um we miss out when the people around us are not well. We miss out on the on the, um, the fullness of life that we get to experience being around them. Um and we miss getting to see them at their best and so um it's not just a, a get tough, we'll be fine, get along. Um this is important stuff. And um and so uh yeah. I don't know what you think about this, but um, it's on my heart, and um, I think it's, I think it matters. I think that, um, and I think that if you're a guy out there that has felt isolated, has felt lonely, um, I just wanted to be a voice in your day, today, saying you are not alone, that I love you, um, and uh, let's be friends, and for any of you women folk that happen to still be listening, which is great. Uh, you matter too. And I know that there's women out there that feel alone. And um, and the same thing goes is that you need connection. Um, because all of us, men and women alike, if we do not experience deep friendship connection with others, our souls will find it somewhere. Um, and some of the pain that comes in our lives are when our souls are so desperate for air, are so desperate to be to come alive. 
if we don't find it in healthy relationship with people, we will we will try and find that in unhealthy places. And so for all of us, I would encourage us all to to take a chance and reach out to somebody today and just say, you know what, I have not really been a great friend to people and I need some better friends and do you want to start walking this journey with me? Because um, folks, it's all around us. Um, and the people that you think have it all together, they do in some ways, but they've got they've got needs for friendship as well. And so if you try it and you get stonewalled, keep trying. Um, don't sweat it. Um, your people are out there. You will find them. Um, I will find you or you will find me or there's others that will find you, the, the folks that you really want to connect with. And, and, uh, and that's going to be a good thing. So my friends, I hope that you, uh, I hope that you have a blessed day. I hope that this, you find this encouraging. And I hope that, like I said, if you do need somebody to connect with and you're just trying to get started or saying, I don't know what the next step is, um, give me a shout, shoot me an email, pop over to the website, fearlessquestions.org. There's contact information there that you can reach out to me. And, and like I said, here in the future, I think I'm going to try and start doing some things online to create some space for guys to connect and, and for others as well. So love you guys. And we will talk very soon. we got some cool interviews coming up in the next few weeks here. And, um, yeah, I hope you keep tuning in and, and uh, sharing this with whoever you think might be encouraged by it. So we will talk soon. Bye-bye.